Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yeah. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete. Um, gym owner and all around nice guy um, yeah and there's there's so much good information and good content there that and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah. can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing so yeah this is a great format you can do it on the go put it in your car listen to it it's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Right, so yeah. Um, hey, everyone. Uh, Andy here, and Dave, uh, I would say from the Evertrack office, but we're not. We're working remotely. Nope. Uh, we're both from home, although Dave, it looks like we're in a boardroom. Yeah, 70s boardroom, mate. <laughs> 70s boardroom <laughs> chic is what I'm going with. <laughs> well, looking good, mate. Looking good. Hey, Taylor. Uh, thanks for joining us um, today. So today is um, all about, I mean, because this is, we, yesterday we had uh, Lee Wardle from Hero Fitness talking about how to sort of keep fit, um, you know, from your own home during the lockdown, during the self-isolation. Today's, um, you know, a little bit more different. And there's a reason, obviously, Dave's on here because he, um, he does like to talk uh, a complete load of kit. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's great. And we want to talk about the equipment today that you're going to use, um, you know, on your trek, whether it be Everest Base Camp, Killy, um, even in the UK, uh, you know, uh, so basically we're going to go through pretty much what we use, um, on our trips. And it, it's, this gives us the time now because we've got the time because we're, you know, obviously I know some of you, um, you know, may still be working, um, but if you are working from home or you get a bit of time, it's a good time just to go through some trip prep. Yeah. So when we all come out of this, you know, uh, whether that be, you know, in two months, three months, four months, whatever it is, you know, you've got it all ready to go and, you know, happy days. You can be a little bit prepared because if you're more prepared now, then, um, you know, you can just get straight out of the mountains and, yeah. you know, that's what we all want, isn't it? And obviously, um, you know, at the moment as well, there's lots of really good discounts out there. Lots yeah. of outdoor companies, you know, we're trying to sell as much stuff as they can. I think for the adventurers out there, it's a good opportunity. Um, also, the Berghaus are offering fifty percent off to um, key workers. Yeah, I saw that. It's a good, uh, it's a good, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? <laughs> I had a little wave from Andy, uh, Mr. Butters. Andy, haven't seen you for a while, mate. You have to uh, catch up. But yeah, cheers for for joining us. You know, um, what? I'm, I, I'm realizing how difficult, like, you know, like a weatherman has because I go to wave and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, over here. So uh, you gotta, you gotta pretend, mate. There, there. But uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, equipment. Then it's always, it's always a big one. We always get lost. Uh, you know, asked a lot of questions around kit. Don't we, Dave? Yeah. Um, 
you know, and luckily Dave's a bit of a degenerate when it comes to... Um, I am a degenerate, yeah. Um, I can't stop buying outdoor equipment. Um, I don't even have, like, you know, a lot of questions we get. What's my favourite brand of jacket? All yeah. of them. <laughs> whichever, whichever one is on discount and whichever one I've heard good things about. But, yeah, as a result, I have amassed um, quite a lot of equipment. Um, you know, some of it rubbish, some of it good. Um, and, yeah, so... It's my you've filed it, haven't you? you? You found what's good for you. I have, yeah. It's taken a long time. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's trial and error. You know, I did the Great uh, Glencoe Challenge, twenty-six mile walk in Scotland with um, a new pair of boots that I was trialing out. Rookie Ooh. error, I know. Um, <laughs> hey, Brian. Brian's yeah. here. He's always uh, yeah, at the moment, isn't he? Hey, Brian. Yeah. Brian's out in Kathmandu. Hello to Brian. Hello to the rest of the guys. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing strong. Hope you're not um, playing too much pool in the hotel. <laughs> I know. He's uh, Make sure you keep hydrated, Brian. Um, that's very important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right, mate. With, with equipment sometimes, it is trial and error. But, you know, that's why we want to share this with you guys. Because, you know, we've, we've obviously used a lot of different equipment. Um, you know, go to base camp, go to Killy. Um, you know, so we kind of get a good idea of what works. You know, we do have some tick lists and equipment guys available, yeah. um, which we can put in the, in the comments below this anyway. If you're part of the community, if you're following this on the page, um, do uh, do forget. Uh, sorry, do remember. Don't forget. <laughs> forget uh, high altitude ever trackers. <laughs> yeah, go to um, the high altitude ever trackers uh, Facebook page. It's a great page where all our community sort of hangs out. Um, all of our customers, people who are gone, people who are going. Uh, you know, you got any questions, anything to do with trekking related, post it yeah. in there and you'll get like, like 10 answers within a minute. So, yeah, yeah it's exactly. a really good group. Um, and it's where we hang out as well, where we do a lot of our sort of um, in-community offers, discounts, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but right, yeah, let's get stuck into it, Dave. So I know we, obviously with equipment, we, we always start the other way around, don't we? We go from the feet upwards. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, so yeah, let's dive straight in. So boots. Hey, Gavin. Um, boots are something that I've like struggled with for yeah. ages to find a pair that really works for me. Yeah. Now, part of that is me being incredibly picky. You know, if they're a little bit too tight, I won't wear them. If they're a little yeah. bit too loose, I won't wear them. Um, so I think I've got like nine sets of hiking boots, <laughs> you know. Um, Where have you got the space? I, I don't. <laughs> like, have you seen the back of my van? <laughs> but um, yeah, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the boots that I found really work for me. They were yeah. recommended to me, actually, by an Evertracker, um, Kiara. Yeah. She went over to base camp in April. And on one of the training weekends, I noticed she had like an, a, a leather pair of boots. And for years, I've been avoiding them because, you know, back when I started trekking, leather boots were a nightmare. You had to wear them for a year before you could wear them on a trip, you know? Yeah. Um, and she had these, um, the Mendel Boutins. Brilliant. And I bought a pair and they're absolutely like fantastic. They're, they're yeah. warm, they're comfortable. They were comfortable from the get go. I didn't, they didn't require any wearing in. The one thing I will say that I've done is I have put a new insole in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but like leather boots, the most important thing is to look after them. Um, if you look after them, they'll look after you. So keep yeah. them waterproofed. And then with leather ones, keep the leather uh, treated as well. Um, here's mine. Um, these are well not treated or looked after. These have done base camp twice, and they've just <laughs> come back from Kilimanjaro, um, so they're due a treating. But um, yeah, these are the Mendel Bhutans. Good boot, good solid. And, um, they're a really, really good boot. Um, yeah. 
we are going to be doing a bit of a show and tell here. Both me and Andy have like packed for base camp. To do this <laughs> video. So yeah, this is um, the Mendel Bhutan. Really good boot, I think. Yeah. It's worth trying it. It's not that cheap, to be honest. You can get it for around 180 if you get a really right. good deal. If you buy it just RRP, it's about 220 um, but I know someone that had this uh, exact pair of boots. Um, well, they bought them 11 years ago and they're still wearing them. Yeah. Um, so, so they last. Yeah. Like they last. Exactly. Yeah. If you look yeah. after them, they'll look after you. And like I said, these have done base camp twice, Kilimanjaro once, loads and loads of miles in the UK. Yeah. Um, and they look a bit rough now, but if I treated them, they'd look brand new. So, yeah. yeah. I'm getting killy dust all over me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to clean those. But no, I, 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 um, so for the first time, I switched. Um, to Mendel because obviously your recommendation recommendation Dave and I used those same boots on Killy yeah. uh, a month ago and they are fantastic I think because I'd used um, the same droop I, I, I've got another boot called the North Face GTX Hedgehog boots uh, which I'd used five times on five Everest Base Camp tracks and uh, so I've always stuck by them so switching was a bit of a thing but yeah, yeah well, Dave when you said about your um, you went to Everest in October yeah, and you use them, and you said, "Andy, get them, mate. They'll transform you." So yeah, it's brilliant. Well, yeah. mainly because after five base camp trips, those boots yeah. that you had and were no longer, I think, technically boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new soles, yeah. They they needed they, new yeah. everything, but they, they were. But yeah. I've also got a pair of um, the uh, the the hedgehogs. They're a yeah. great all rounder boot, I think. Yeah. Um, I've also tried the Las Sportiva Trangos. Yeah. Um, I've also uh, the Salomon GTXs. Very good. They are a good boot. They are a good boot. Yeah. So I think um, also the really really comfortable ones that I've bought, um, the Hocker One Ones. Yeah. Um, I wore them on a base camp trip. Um, the only problem I find with them is they are. They, I mean, they are, the sole is super comfortable. Like you can't beat it. But they're a little bit too loose, you know, um, yeah. and you don't get that much support. So yeah, the Mandels are great. I can see a couple of people already using Mandels. Chris Collins, <laughs> um, Michael McKenzie, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, top groups. Um, and while we get into it, sorry, I know we did we didn't actually confirm at the start, but yeah, if you've got any questions around anything to do with equipment, do post your comments. Um, our social yeti Lauren is um is man in the the comment section. She'll just throw any questions to us. Let us know. Um, so yeah, any anyone that's watching, if you've got any questions, we'll uh, me and Dave will answer them at the end. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, Dave. So yeah, boots, massively important. Whatever you get, even though we've been quite lucky, you didn't really have to wear these in. We do advise you to wear them in. Yeah, yeah. You know, get out in the mountains in the UK, uh, or you know, wherever you're watching this from in the US or Australia. Um, you know, wherever you're from, um, get you know, get out, use them, test them. If you like them, great. Um, yeah. You know, fantastic. And uh, I know Brian said uh, <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is he's got a bunions tip. That's interesting. Yeah. Trusty guides, they are worth their weight in gold. True, true. <laughs> true. Um, I know that um, uh, Chris Collins, how often should you clean your boots? To be honest, every time you use them, give them a yeah. scrub. If the, um, Well, you don't have to waterproof them every time, but if you do get them wet, um, you want to reproof them, um, yeah. and then you want to just keep all the dust and rubbish off them because it just protects the leather long term. So, um, yeah. yeah. Keep the waterproof I'll well. be honest, I don't. I don't know anyone that cleans their boots after every trip, but you know, if you aim for that, you'll be somewhere in the, in the right ballpark. Um, and also as well, so you've got your boots and you know, you walk in all day, you want to take your boots off in the night. So we always recommend to take some trekking shoes or trainers, whatever you've got. I, I've got some Solomon here, Salomon, they're really good. I wear these everywhere. So they're a bit worn. 
but it's important um, to sort of get something to use in the evenings, you know, yeah. just just to air your feet a little bit, just to, um, you know, while you're out and about, especially if you're on Killy, because yeah. you're walking all day and then you've got like a tent, um, you know, you can put your boots outside, let them, you know, let them dry. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously inside the tent, you've got a little porch area. Um, and then you can wear your other ones for dinner and go to the yeah. toilet and stuff. I also use um, like a pair of like these Adidas sliders, you know? Yeah, um, like the tops, aren't they? I could get them, but I'm going to have to move. <laughs> <There's not. laughs> Seamless. Um, yeah. They weigh nothing. They're light. And if you don't want to put your boots on, um, this is more probably relevant for like EBC in the lodges and stuff like that. Yeah. On Killy, you're going to have to go outside and you don't want to trip or hit your foot on a rock or anything like that. Um, trust me. Um, <laughs> also, you know, if you can't see where you're peeing and it's a bit windy, you know, you're going to get some on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, in EBC and the lodges and stuff like that, where yeah. it's warm enough to get your feet out, let them air and look after your feet because, um, you know, you don't want to get them wet and then loosen the skin and get blisters the next day. It'd be a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I hope you guys from have got nothing else to do. They're all watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hope you're all okay, guys. But, um, Right then, so yeah, we've got the boots. We'll move on to um, sort of next up, really. So you've got your your, tra- your trekking trousers. Yeah. Um, have you got any pairs there, Dave? That you you, you want to show? I I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't ask really, should I? I know you've got loads. Have I got any pairs there? So <laughs> these are the ones that I used. Um, I've got like seven pairs. Yeah. To be honest, so I probably could grab a few. Um, I think one or two would be fine, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Well, these are these are really good ones. These are ones that I find that are a good middle ground. Yeah. Um, because I've got some lighter ones um, that like are there for on the hot days and stuff like that because I don't wear shorts. But these are mountain equipment ones. Um, they're a little bit thicker and heavier, so they're a little bit hard wearing. Um, but the most important thing that I look for is that they're um, breathable, so they have like zips you can open up, but also yeah. stretchy material. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of the ones, um, I've had some like crag hoppers and stuff, which are really good. Um, but uh, you have to get the, the, the pro stretch, um, because when you're moving all the time, you don't want anything that's going to be like restrictive. Um, particularly on Killy, when you're going up to the summit, there's a little bit of scrambling at one point to get to, um, Stella point. Stella point yeah. Um, and when you're freezing cold and stuff like that, you just want something like this. that's going to be a bit, um, a bit warmer, nice, more supportive. But um, I also recommend taking at least like a winter lined pair. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I run a bit hot, so I don't wear them trekking, even on a cold day. Yeah. Um, I've never really trekked and found that my legs are freezing. You know, as long as I keep my head, my hands and my body warm, I'm okay. But when they are nice is after a trek, after the shower, put them on. And it's just like a, it's like a warm hug, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and you're right, well, like um, Brooke made a good point there. Hey, Brooke, thanks for joining us again. Uh, I know uh, Brooke uh, was on there yesterday, uh, live with Lee. Um, room to fit your thermals under. So, yeah, you don't want to make them too, you, you want to buy some that, yeah. you know, give you a little bit of air, a little bit yeah. of room so you can yeah. put some thermals under. I suppose it is a good point. Thanks, Brooke. Yeah. So, equally, if you run cold, um, like Brooke yeah. did on Summit Day on Killy, um, yeah, <laughs> you want to be able to layer up um yeah so that's why the stretch is good as well because you know you are able to put things underneath and stuff like that without being too restricted what brand are they dave uh, i know chris collins was asking so cheers chris. oh sorry i i thought I, I thought i mentioned these ones are mountain equipment nice yeah yeah um I've got a pair of those they're really I'll good see if i can find i can't remember exactly what the model is you know because i yeah. know they have different names and stuff like that 
But um, another pair that I use quite a lot. Okay. Uh, here we go. Another two pairs. <laughs> so these ones I wear quite a lot. These are Montaigne's. Yeah, Montaigne uh, are brilliant. I've got a couple yeah, of Yeah, Montaigne, um, again, like uh, Pro Stretch. Yeah. These are a lighter pair. So for trekking, like, you know, up to Namshi and stuff like that. So you can usually get these on discount. I think they cost around 70 quid RRP, but you can get them cheaper. Yeah. Um, and these are ones which are really good, like a technical. These are Rab. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. And they're not exactly warmer, but they've got like a sort of a bit of a fleece line in there. Yeah. Um, but they have like the big vents on the side and stuff like that. So okay. if you are trekking um, or climbing, um in the cold and stuff and you want like the vaporized ones yeah you can get this out so there's a bit you know nice. they tend to be really good as well um so yeah, yeah. okay I literally every type of trouser but to be honest if you don't want to spend a fortune um get the crag hopper kiwi pro stretch perfect yeah they're brilliant yeah so the, i mean when it comes to trousers isn't it i mean there's loads of that you know there's there's loads of different Trousers out there you can get. Um, you know, whatever's good for you. You know, good to go outdoors. Cotswold outdoors. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they're open, because obviously they're not at the moment. <laughs> um, you know, have a little look. Uh, have a shop online. Um, there's plenty of sort of discounts going at the moment if you want to get some pairs ready for if you go and trekking in in the autumn. Yeah. Um, okay then. So yeah, while we're while we're on the legs, then obviously you've got your socks as well. So you know, you need to get a couple of different varied socks. You want to get some some merino wool. Yeah. Tend to be the ones that I use. Um, you know, I. I've got, have you got any socks there, Dave? I know we're doing... Okay. I know you've got everything, mate, so... <laughs> Good old painted Yeti. He always has his everything packed. But yeah, when it comes to um, Merino wool, they're, they're kind of the ones that I go for. I usually take about sort of three or four pairs of them on a track. Um, definitely, you know, the, you want to get some for the evenings as well. So just take a couple of sort of cotton ones just for the evening, just to relax in, like I said earlier. Just get your feet out of the uh, the boots, but during the day, you know, especially if you got uh, if you're on the Everest Base Camp trek, okay. you use so, um, you know, well, them. That, that I took to Killy with me last time. They're also ones that I took to um, Base Camp. So these yeah. are Merino wool Bridgedales. Nice. Um, yeah, they are washed, and uh, <laughs> these are like the lighter ones. Um, yeah. So you know, again, I I try and match my like socks and stuff like that for the conditions yeah um, i used to just have one pair of socks that would do everything you know like a heavy pair that would keep me warm and i just put up with it when it was warm but um yeah now i use the lighter ones then you've got the heavier ones again these are bridgedales they're available yeah. outdoors go outdoors um you can usually get them online for a bit of a um a good a good deal then there's these ones which are smart wool i tried them out because they're a bit different they're like a mid-weight one yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I I didn't find them as comfortable, like as plush on the foot, but actually in yeah. terms of keeping your feet dry and getting all like the moisture off them, these were brilliant. So, um, yeah, I use these quite a lot. Um, nice. And yeah, I suppose what we can also do is talk about boxers. Yeah, I know this is weird, like, but we're going to talk about it all. So these yeah. are like the Merino <laughs> wool um, icebreaker. Yeah, they are amazing. Um, Anatomica ones. And the problem with these is, they're like ludicrously expensive for boxing. Yeah, they are. Um, but what I tend to do is like, say if I booked a year in advance, I buy a pair like every three months, you know? 
Yeah. And that's like 30 quid every three months or something. And by the time the year comes around, you know, you've got, you know, four pairs of boxes or whatever that'll that'll last you the whole trip. Unless yeah. you're Brian, in which case, and I understood he has one pair <laughs> and he turns them around and that's two pairs, then inside <laughs> out and that's three pairs, and then inside out the other way, that's four pairs, and that's all he needs. <laughs> yeah, Brian's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Chris, um, thanks for volunteering. Um, he said, uh, Dave, you need a glamorous assistant to hand you things. Oh, don't I? Don't I, 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 like, I? Honestly, I'm not going to move the camera because it would uh, it would remove the mystique. But the piles <laughs> that I've got next to me right now is just it, go on. I'll have a little have a little uh, twist. Well, twist? So, oh, sure. <laughs> wow, like, David! You can see, and then and a lot of equipment. Then, you know. <laughs> Very good, very good. Oh, and so I, I'd love to tell you that um yeah, go on. that was all of it. Oh, it's more. <laughs> um well Dave, let's move on then. So we've we've covered the, the bottom half there, let's start with the, yeah. the top now. <clears throat> um down jackets. Very important. Yes. Going on, Killy, Everest Base Camp. Yeah. You need to have a you know, whether it's um there's different levels of down jackets. Yeah, well, I've got yeah. both that I've got. Being the degenerate that I am, obviously, I have to have every type of down jacket. Um, this here is uh, Patagonia. Yeah. Um, it's like a it's like a lighter one. You know, it's not very lofty, but it does yeah. keep you warm enough. So this yeah. is probably the one that um, on a day I'll just stuff into the bottom of my day pack. Um, so just in case we do stop and it gets cold and stuff like that, that I can, you know, just put this on really quickly. It's also probably the one that I'll wear in the evenings. Yeah. Um, when I'm indoors or in my tent or something like that, and I need it to be a little bit warm. Um, so that's good. There's a couple of these flying around because Andy had his one stolen. <laughs> well, luckily, I've got, I've got a replacement. But yeah, they're called the, um, the Patagonia Down Sweater Hoodie, they're called. Um, awesome. I took it yeah. to Kimmy, although... Not really ideal for the summit of Killy. Um, no. I wouldn't say it might be okay to say the autumn on Everest. March yeah. or November, I'd probably have something a little bit thicker than yeah. that. Well, to be fair, I've gone to base camp before and not used my dang jacket. You know? Yeah, you, yeah, I know. I can't believe that. But you no, might it, it, it wasn't cold at all. Didn't even use my sleeping bag. One night I used my sleeping bag. That's so bad. that's, you know, I guess you'd say unseasonably warm. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the other one that I use, so this is like summit on Killy. As you can see, yeah. it's like quite big. Um, but it that one be, this is the um, mountain equipment light line. Yeah. Or light line, not lifeline. Now, this one's going to be hard to like kind of get in there, but it's, <laughs> as you can see already, it's already bigger and yeah. loftier. Um, when you put it on, you do look like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Um, but he never complained about being cold, so it's a good jacket. <laughs> um, I could also say that I, I did wear it up to Killy. Yeah. Um, I also know that it is really cold when we did that, um, and this was great. It really did yeah. do the job. Um, kept me nice and warm and stuff like that. So, um, okay. yeah, those are two that are, But, I, again, I sort of landed on it through trial and error. You know, yeah. and also meeting people that have had one and they've really liked one and stuff like that. You don't have to get these. It's just an example of the type of quality of jacket that you that you need. Okay. Um, like, see, Chris Collins got the Rab Microlite. Um, yeah, really good jacket. I know um, we were we were trekking with um, Tom, one of our friends, Tom, last April, yeah. and he had the Microlite, and it was it was perfect for base camp. Yeah, yeah, um, but um, I think, yeah, 
to take one of ours as well, though, right? You know, because it did the, 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 the micro light. Is that the, that's the really light rab? I think, isn't it? It's similar. It's a bit thicker than the the Patagonia one you just showed. Oh, is but, it? Okay, yeah. It yeah. Might be and to be honest, every Dane jacket you get is warm. Yeah. You know, you combine it with a fleece, it's probably warm enough for any of the conditions you're going to get. Um, yeah. You know, on a base camp trip and stuff like that. Okay, good. Uh, so down jackets. The next layer down there, we got the fleeces. So sort of like mid layers. Yeah. You've either got a hoodie or a fleece or something, you know. Um, normally, I, I mean, there's, I've got, I usually take about sort of three or four of these. But you, again, you know, as Brian uh, told us with his pants, you can get away with just taking one if you want, if you want to trek light. But yeah. Have you, have you got any fleeces with you, Dave? So yeah, I got two. So this is a rhetorical question. Yeah. The first one. <laughs> so this is the one that I put on, like, if I need warmth. Yeah. Um, it's a, they're all branded Evertrek, but it's a, <laughs> it's a North yeah. Face. Um, can't remember the name of it. It's like a micro fleece or something. It's a Polatech 2, I think it's a 300 version, which that's is like, good. Uh, and that's that's quite thick. Yeah. So, and, and actually, it's really soft, it's comfortable, and it's, it's yeah. really warm. Again, that was um, Achilles Summit one. Yeah. Um, the other one that I use a lot of, which isn't that warm, but actually, I don't need to model it because you're wearing it. <laughs> yeah, you got these. Well, it's, it's you know the frustrating thing is they don't actually sell these anymore. Yeah, but uh, Rab do. But Rab do, yeah. Rab yeah, do. The one I've got is a Rab. It is a rain there somewhere. Um, basically, yeah. yeah, it's just a, a thinner version, but with the hood. Yeah. Like, why they're really good is that hood. You know, it's a fitted technical. Yeah, they're really good. The hoods. I yeah. Like, well, I'll so if you do it up, and you can see, it's fitted. It's designed to fit like a helmet. Um, and yeah, it's 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 really good. So when you're going up um, like Kalapatar stuff like that, where it's yeah. really cold and the wind is on you, um, yeah. I find that if you wear like a Dane jacket hood for too long, the rustling's really loud. But yeah. if you just put that hood on and you've got a beanie, that tends to keep you warm enough without sort of the the deafening rustle of the of the of the um, Dane jacket. Okay, so we've got the the fleeces and then base layers. Base layers. Okay. Oh, I know you've got a ton of base layers. Yeah, base layers again because I run, <clears throat> I run quite hot. I tended to like try and get a quite a, a few of them to see what they they're like. Yeah, these ones are really good. These are icebreaker merino wool base layers. Yeah, they're brilliant. I always pay like probably like lost uh, the extra tenner they charge for the zip. Yeah, um, it just makes a big difference in keeping you cool and stuff like that. So I've got about four of those. Um, <clears throat> How many did you take your base camp, Dave? You take take all four or just a couple of them? I take four. You take four? Yeah, I, I take four, and I, I try not to wear one the same day in a row. Um, so I'll take four, and then like I'll wear one, swap it, wear one, swap it, and then just rotate the four like that. I just saw Steve's comment where he talked about the Brad Pitt kit. Oh, the Brad Pitt Central. kit. Central. <clears throat> I'll go into that under must-haves later. Yeah, I mean, um... oh, Thanks, Steve. Thanks for reminding us. It's, a, it's around there somewhere, basically. But um, <clears throat> yeah, the Brad Pig kit was needed for Steve. Um, yeah, he picked yes. up a stomach bug on Killy, yeah, which won't good. Yeah, basically it's a diarrhea kit, but you know, exactly, we, yeah. we don't names for it. Yeah, Brad Pitt, Pitt rhymes with something. And um, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. The other base layers that I've got, which um, I could spend more time trying to find, yeah, is um, like the thinner one. It's the Rab Nucleus or something like that. It's called. Yeah, that's it. Um, and it's a really, really light one. You barely notice it. You've got it on. Um, I love using that when it's like hot, humid. 
yeah um, it's got the zip and stuff like that it's really it's really good for the hot weather it won't keep you that warm if it gets really cold like on Kalapatar and stuff you want to be wearing the thicker one so yeah. generally what I'll do is I'll have like if I take four with me I'll try and get four light ones four um thicker ones okay um and that makes a big difference then nice so yeah we so we've covered mainly all the stuff I mean the sometimes um on lower down on the Everest base camp trek you might get some rain on Kilimanjaro just because of the sort of climate there you do get rain some days so it's good to take the waterproof with you <clears throat> um, Dave have you got your waterproof <laughs> so again, he's got it. a couple of these um I bought the Montaigne uh, Gore-Tex Extreme um yeah. but I found it was it was very hot wasn't that breathable? But this is the best one that I've had so far, which is the um, the Rab Firewall. The Rab Firewall. Yeah, it's very good. Um, this this is brilliant. It's got vents all the way down the side. Yeah. I recently washed and reproofed it, so I'm looking forward to getting out on it again. Yeah. Um, but no, had that on um, Killy, and in Killy, in the lower altitudes, it rains quite a lot. Yeah. Um, at least it did when we were there. Um, sort of like mid to late afternoon, you'll get a shower and stuff like that. And that this was brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah, so I really like that. Um, one of the other things I think is important is um, a hat. <laughs> you call that a hat? No, no, it, it is important. I'll um, I'll get another version, Dave. I'll get you mine. Evertrack hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are these are just these are like trucker caps. I think these are what are they call Dave. Um, Yupon snapback caps. Snapback, yeah, but the only thing with my one, yeah, the difference is so. Like, so when I'm leaving, you know, Kilimanjaro or whatever, roll that up like that. Right. So it's fine. That's what might happen to your other hat. Um, so, yeah, this is my, uh, this is my, this is my cat. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think uh, that needs a lot of work to get back to normal, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, it's, it's lost its coolness, <laughs> you know. So but, yeah, but that, that was, um, yeah, wore that um, quite a lot, and yeah, it, unfortunately, it, it hasn't survived the trip back. <laughs> but no, getting a um, getting a cap like this, you know, keeps the sun off you because when you're altitude, you know, the, the you you get more uh, UV rays sneaking through, yeah. uh, you know, because the air is a bit thinner. So you know, you want to sort of protect your face, otherwise you get quite a red nose. So a sun hat is 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 massively important if you're going on any high altitude trek. Um, at all, I'm gonna leave this on now. Um, Okay, so yeah, so we got for that waterproofs. Um, also, while we're on the subject, um, gloves because we're talking about warm gear. Yeah, um, it's important whether you're on. So whenever it's base camp, it's good to take a couple of different pairs. So you've got like a, we call it like a take the edge off glove. So you know, it's like a, almost like an underlayer glove. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some good. You've got black diamond, rab boltoros are tend to be good, and then you've got the down versions. Yeah. Um, which are thicker, and you especially need those on Killy. Because it does get cold. Or, yeah, they're brilliant, are they? They're the Montaigne. These are the Montaigne Prima Loft. They're like little down jackets for your hands. They weigh yeah. nothing. They fit in there. And I wore them on Killy. Didn't even use a liner. They're, that was fine. Um, if your hands are cold, put a liner on or something like that. Yeah. Um, I do have a big other pair of mountain equipments, but I couldn't find them. But um, oh, yeah, they're really good. Like, these are brilliant. So the, the little sack like that, it weighs nothing. And then you pull them out. Yeah, nice. And then you've got like a little, like I said, a little Dane jacket for your hand. They are good. I've used them. They are brilliant. I've used them. 
in April, uh, April last year on Everest Base Camp Trek. It was yeah. relatively cold, got down to like minus five. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're perfect, I'd say, for anything down to that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just, I, I really love little neat tricks, you know, and like stuff like that, like packing away is brilliant. Yeah. Um, with gloves. How about these, Dave? There's the Brad Pitt kit. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so these are, these are the thicker gloves. Uh, Black Diamond, these are. Um, these are actually, I, I use for skiing, but um, and these are uh, mittens. You can get the glove versions, but something thick like that, because when you're, um, we found out on Killy, or whenever you're hiking at night, whether that be you get up at 4 a.m. to hike up uh, Calipatar. Yeah. Well, um, you know, if you really feel the cold, I did see some comment, comments. Sorry if we're not answering all the questions just yet. We'll do that at the end. But I saw someone mention about um, someone who gets really cold. So I think, you know, you'd be using the thicker gloves more often than not because you've got to keep the extremities warm. Yeah. Um, that sort of glove or mitten uh, is a necessity for you. So, you know, yeah. definitely get out and grab them. They're not, <clears throat> excuse me, they're not cheap. Um, I think they're about like 40 pounds, those gloves, maybe even a bit more. But, you know, if it keeps your hands warm and it keeps you happy, then, you know, it's priceless. Yeah. I did notice Chris Collins just said, can we buy the North Face Polar Tech Evertrek branded fleece? Yeah, it won't be long. <laughs> We've, yeah, um, we're working so on it. <laughs> we have been on it. with So with regards to equipment and things, we have got a store that we, we, we were due to launch really quickly. But with all the developments in the back end of the website, um, it's kind of almost been put on hold soon as we can um chris will let you know because uh, obviously we you know people like to like to wear our stuff and uh, you'd be able to buy it uh, obviously at, at discounted rates you could do that in your members area on the website yeah um but with everything that's happened it's kind of taking a back seat at the moment but yeah as soon as we do uh, that that functionality is there um we'll let you know because we'll, you know, we'll put a big uh, we'll put it on the group uh, on the facebook group and we'll also um you know put on an email list as well because i know you're on the email list so yeah we'll, we'll keep up to date with that but thanks for asking chris and uh yeah, yeah the, see where one of our evertrek fleeces mate that'd be great yeah, the important thing you need on any um expedition is your um <laughs> yeah you have a trek buff yeah 100%. Uh, yeah that that's actually you know you can that'll keep you warm up to minus 50 um <laughs> comes with a caveat that one yeah, comes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's not official but no. also like uh, well on that sort of subject i do have a couple of different things that i use so it's a, that's another one little nepalese souvenir you can get this you know yeah nepalese one that's like a merino one so it's really nice um that's a killy one but that's another one this this is brilliant How many I got a, a shamak shamak uh, yeah, i've only recently learned to like tie it properly and tam on uh, kilimanjaro taught me but that's brilliant like you can just keep it keeps the sun off you, keeps you warm yeah. when you're cold, rub the sweat off your face and everything like that. It's 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 absolutely fantastic. I'll never go on any trip without that now, even Penavan. Yeah. Yeah, you're always wearing that, aren't you? But no, so having all those, it, especially when you're at altitude, the air's quite dry. So it can be quite dusty, especially on certain parts of the Everest Base Camp trek. So having something um like that to cover your airways, to look after your your, your core parts here um is really important so yeah if um obviously if you book in with us you get one of those for free yeah um, through the post uh, i know some of you on here have already got your evertrek buff because we always see some some in pics so um yeah so we're, well, we're getting through these aren't we right then what else is there so we got the bags oh bags okay including sleeping bags yeah so sleeping bag i do have it here it'll take me about 35 seconds to go and get it i've got one Unless you have yours, and I do, and I've got. So I've got my. Um, it says Vanga on here, but it's not. It's actually a Rabasent Seven Hundred. This is my. 
my best friend. It was on Killy anyway. But, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, get a decent sleeping bag. I mean, you can use ours because if you wanted to, um, you know, on the Everest Base Camp Trek, uh, you know, you, you get a, a sleeping bag to use anyway if you want to. But if you want to get your own, because some people prefer that, um, you know, the Ram make uh, a, a, a range of them. You've got, I think you've got the Ram 300, 700 and 900. The 900 is probably a bit overkill unless you're really going, um, you know, above, say, 6,500 metres. The uh, Rabba said 700 is amazing. Like like Dave said earlier, though, you don't you don't have to use it all the time on the Everest Space Camp trek, especially if you run hot like Dave. But on the Killy trip, you know, you camp in. Uh, they're, they're brilliant, aren't they, Dave? Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I love that sleeping bag. It's absolutely great. Yeah. Um, even, you know, like you can use it as like just a quilt, you know, undo the zip. And yeah. then when it's, it just still keeps you warm even like that. But, um, yeah, I wasn't cold any night on Killy. You know, in, yeah. in the bag, it was fine. Um, oh, Ken, yeah, I am Welsh, mate. So is Andy. Um, we're, <laughs> we, 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 work and live, we work and live 45 minutes from Penaman. We'll have to meet up, pop us an email. But, um, yeah, so, yeah definitely. so this is the one that I use for carrying everything. Yeah, nice. <laughs> this is the North Face um, Base Camp duffel bag. What size is that, Dave? Uh, that's that's the XL, but it's like 130 liters. Wow, that's big. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got the Evertrek ones. Just thought I'd um, so if you book with us and you come to Nepal, um, you get one of these when you arrive. Yeah, uh, so that will be given to you at the hotel. Uh, this is just over 80 liters. Um, quite cozy, you know. 80 liters is more than enough usually because you need to keep it under 15 kgs. Yeah. So you know, once your sleeping bags in there. You know other things it does kind of bulk up but um yeah duffel bag is important you don't you don't have to buy one of those because you get one from us but if you wanted to bring like your suitcase over or your rucksack yeah you can just leave it at the hotel but then you get to use one of them yeah brooke did um bring up a good example um yeah. bring, bring an inflatable um mattress with you if you go to killy yes the mats they give you um although they they take the edge off they don't um provide like good comforts so you get sore hips and elbows and things like that i bought the yeah, that's it. So that's the Thermarest one. Both me and Andrew have the same one. They pack up really small. They weigh nothing. Yeah. Bring one of those with you. They're well worth the money. Um, yeah, so bags. So when it comes to day packs, this is the one that I recently used on Killy. Yeah. It's the um, Stratos, Osprey Stratos 26. Yeah. So with bags, it really depends what you want to carry and how you like to operate. Yeah. So, me and Andy sort of differ there a little bit. Like I tend to buy bags that are around 25, 30 liters max. Um, Andy is like a carrier. <laughs> so Andy will use a bag that's like, so So yeah, like, like what you've got there, which is what, 40 liters and 45, 45. So he, he carry, he tends to carry more. Uh, yeah. He likes the bigger pack. I like the smaller pack, uh, mainly because I have a tendency to overfill it. You know, if I've got space, I'll just keep packing things in Yeah, um, that I don't necessarily need. So I think this is a good one. I've also got a 30-litre uh, low alpine. I've also got a 25-litre uh, camelback. Yeah. Um, that's the bag, not the bladder. Um, and with that, so that that's fine. You know, it's like um, you don't need anything like a pro climbing bag. You want one that's designed for trekking because yeah. the pro ones have straps and things for ice axes and helmets, which are useless for you. What you want is like things like this to put your snacks and stuff like that. So that's a, that's a good bag, that one, really comfortable. I don't know, Dave, I have ice axe attachments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I combine it with this, um, which is the two litre um, Osprey Hydraulics. Um, yeah. It's a bit dirty because it's just it's been used a lot. 
Um, but yeah, th this is this is fantastic. Um, I don't again with my philosophy on like trying to be as light as I can. I don't put a yeah. three meter one in there um, because I'll fill it, and then I'm carrying three extra kilos with me. You know, I'd rather have two, and I might even put only a liter and a half in that, and then yeah. fill it back up at lunch. Um, all the guides and stuff do have filters and um, water supplies with you all the time, so you can get clean filtered yeah. um, drinking water. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. Perfect. I think anything like that. I mean, when it comes to bags and, and you know, it's, it's down to personal choice. Like Dave said, you know, you can you can have like a 25, 30 liter bag, which is more than enough. I, I tend to carry a, a slightly bigger bag, so I carry like first aid kit, other stuff. But I use that as well out in. Um, you know, winter uh, mountains here, like North Wales, stuff like that, even in Scotland. So, um, but yeah, we, I mean, we, when it comes to all the equipment there, I mean, we've gone through pretty much everything we need. There's other things like um, before we go into that you we call like must-haves, almost like like you said, was it you you call them uh, like like life hacks? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, um, you know, or trek hacks as we call them. I know we we did an episode on our Mountain Malarkey podcast around that. Yeah. Um, you know, so when it comes to different things like we talked about treats we always take something with us that's kind of something that cheers us up um something you you can't really buy out there so whether it be yeah. you know your favorite chocolate or jerky or whatever it is you like um what other things would you take dave if um you know must have um, yeah so when it so it depends like where i'm going really on what i can get but yeah. let's say we're going to kilimanjaro or um every space camp you're going to be on a vegetarian diet which is no problem if you're a vegetarian yeah um, but if you're a meat eater those packets of beef jerky they are brilliant and uh, they will take the edge off because you will start having sort of meat fantasies like all the way up you know um so yeah they are really good to be honest i like taking things just like little comfort things you know like little sweets and stuff like that something yeah. with like um i like sour sweets you know so something like that it just takes the edge off but yeah. also um you know, when you're back at home, you have a huge selection of things like, you know, energy gels. I think energy gels, they're disgusting. I hate them. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, on those really hard days, like say when you're up Kalapatar, um, when you're on summit day on Kili, yeah. um, they are brilliant. They don't freeze like everything else. Um, so you can have one of those and they are fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And also while I'm on fantastic, tantastic Haribos, if you brilliant. take those on any trip, you're going to be like an absolute hero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's lots of little things that I bring. So um, I mean, it's hard to know where to start. Wet wipes, um, you know. Um, yeah, they are. Have them. Must haves. Must haves. Um, yeah. So someone just mentioned Lucasade there. They've passed on the screen. Yeah, Ian Cooper Lucasade. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Lucasade will save you. Yeah. Pick um, you up on it. It'll give you a good pickup. Um, yeah. Although difficult to get through, but if you can have some Lucasade. Was it the, the tablets? Uh, not, yeah, they're not the tablets. The um, like like sweets, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. I know someone just mentioned poles there. So yeah, yeah. So these are the poles that I I use. Uh, again, lightness and smallness. Um, yeah. So these are like the um, fold away. Um, what make they? Lecky. <laughs> so you know, I've got a couple of ones. So yeah, these are these are really good. They weigh next to nothing, and they pack down really small. You can sort of pack them, you know, put them on a on an extension and then still stow them in your bag. Nice. Really, really good. Yeah, cool. Um, I, I mean, there's loads. It's Because I, I know we've been going for 40 minutes already, but there's a lot of – when it comes to equipment, there's so much you can take. Um, you know, I know we, we could literally talk all day, Dave, about it, couldn't we? But, you know, we do have – um, 
No, I know. <laughs> I know we're carrying on, aren't we? I've got an entire... Oh, I've got four hours worth of stuff to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, mate. People got people got things to do in isolation. Um, no, but when it comes to uh, equipment, that you know, you, we do have um, equipment lists you can uh, download that'll give you everything you need to know. Um, you know, especially when it comes to tick lists. Yeah. So we will. Um, you know, if you do come with Evertrek or you're part of the group anyway, you've you've obviously got access to it. Um, but yeah, I think we need to start doing some of the Q and A's as well because a lot of questions come through. I know yeah. um, Lauren sent some through as well, so we can start going through it. Um, before we do, though, just to sort of let everyone know, um, did briefly mention it yesterday, but we've, you know, we've got some new trips that we've recently launched. Obviously, Kili, Machu Picchu, yeah. um, we've launched on a brand new route as well in, in Peru, which is quite exciting um, for us uh, to be the first ones to do this particular route. Um, but when it comes to uh, also Morocco, we're looking at launching Tupacal very soon. Um, and we decided that, with everything that's going on, obviously it's uh, things are quite tight. Um, we're going to do um, some discounts for ten pound deposits on all of our trips. So yeah, keep keep your ear to the ground because we will be posting out very soon. But just want to drop that in there if you're watching and you're interested in coming on any of our trips. Um, yeah. yeah, we're going to be doing ten pound deposits very very soon. Um, right there, questions. Right then, uh, Dave, you got any questions there? Um, John from Brecon. What size day pack should I look for? Can I leave stuff at the hotel whilst I'm on the trip? Um, yeah, so yeah, we've covered off day packs and stuff like that. I think a yeah. minimum of sort of 25 litres and you can go uh, 40, 45 is probably the top end, you know, so yeah. somewhere between 25 and 45. Um, and just, you know, if you do go for the larger pack, um, just be conscious of the fact that, you know, you'll naturally start putting stuff in there just in case you know that you wouldn't otherwise um so yeah and yes you can leave yeah. stuff um in the hotel when you're on the trip so you with um ebc you can turn up in a suitcase um, just a normal holiday suitcase yeah. move all your stuff into the evertrek duffel that andy showed you earlier and then lock the suitcase with all your other stuff you don't need um safely in the hotel at Kathmandu. if you go to kilimanjaro we do recommend bringing a duffel bag um yeah. they, they as big as that one is, I just showed you the 130 litre one. Um, it does pack down really small. So even if you did want to still stick that in a suitcase, um, you can do that. But you do need to bring a duffel bag. Um, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's covered that. Hopefully John from Brecon, uh, you know, knows that. <laughs> yeah. um, also, someone asked about how do I access the Cotswold Outdoor uh, discount code? So, yeah, um, if you've been part of the community, you know, you get some good discount with, um, with Cotswold Outdoor. You do access it in your members area. So basically, if you purchase with us, you would have got your login details for the um, the Evertracker hub uh, on our website. So if you log in, if you go to the, it'll basically say the kit section, and there'll be a specific, it'll say there, download code, and yeah. you can download it and, and use that online or in store, obviously online at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I hope that helps. Um, um, Kath Jones has asked a good question. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would you recommend for EBC for really cold people? She's hypothyroid, yeah. so really feels the cold even on warm days. Okay. Um, yeah, challenging one. I suppose I went back earlier to, you know, having warm gloves. Um, so I think you can think about that for everything. So, you know, you want to make sure you've got, a, obviously, a beanie, warm hat. Um, you know, just take more layers. Yeah, layering is key, in it? Layering is huge. You know, um, you know, buy the thicker stuff like the um, – you know, like that usually it comes with like a number. Like if you buy a fleece, it can be like a, a hundred, yeah, three hundred. You know, the higher the number, the thicker and warmer the fleece. 
Yeah. Um, so, but but really layering is key. You know, you want to wear a good base layer. The base layer should be like a second skin. It needs to stick to your body. Um, and then you put a fleece on top of that. And then if you want to do another one, you can put like your Gore-Tex jacket. And then if that gets still cold, you can put your down jacket. Um, yeah. And all of that stuff will pack down relatively small. So if you do get too hot, you can just start shredding layers um, and, yeah, uh, put it back. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, when it comes to that, I mean, it's just, like like you said, Dave, it's just about sort of taking care of yourself, isn't it? And taking slightly more equipment than you probably normally would. Um, I mean, look, when it comes to, you know, it, it's recommended to take 15 um, kgs on, like, the Everest Base Camp uh, trek, also Killy. You know, if you, if you if you need it, then take it. I mean, when they, uh, just, just regarding Nepal, just something that generally happens, we try and keep it to, to 15, but just wear it. Yeah. Wear maybe a heavy jacket. Um, you know, wear your heavy boots. Maybe carry something. Carry your water bottle so they don't weigh it. I know it's kind of feel a bit sneaky, but if you need it, you need it. Well, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they weigh your luggage. They don't weigh you. Yeah, they don't weigh you. I know, which you seems know, a bit so nuts, but. There are lots of things that I take with me that add weight. Um, so I take power banks with me. Yeah. Um, usually, I mean, it's nice to have a little bit of like a leave your phone alone. But the, the truth of the matter is that we all like to be in touch with people and let people know yeah. how we're getting on. And I like the choice, you know, and I like to charge things like my camera, my watch. So I'll have about four kilos of power banks on me, you know, that'll just like live on me, empty all your water out. You know, there's yeah. there's ways there's ways to get around it that are sort of unwritten rules, if you like. Yeah. Uh, or unwritten rules that you're allowed to break. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's things like that. I mean, um, you know, you can kind of get away because sometimes they are going back to, to what um, Kath said there. If you're cold, you know, you, you need your gear um you know to to look after you at the end of the day i mean if you if you don't you know take stuff out there and you forget you know maybe uh, an extra pair of gloves extra pair of socks maybe even things like trekking poles because someone's asked uh, i think it was chris met uh, chris collins mentioned about buying trekking poles you can get everything in Kathmandu or even in the mountains like namche bazaar where you're there two days in yeah um, the only difference is like on, on on places like Kili or machu picchu um you know because you're you're out uh, in remote regions especially more killy because you're camping you have to make sure everything's sorted before you leave base camp really as in when you leave uh, moshi for killy um or namche uh, in terms of the Everest base camp trek uh, or cusco in terms of machu picchu so you know make sure you get everything ready before you go but you can get bits and pieces over there um you know before you before you leave um what else we got talk about weather mark toyne Mark, you mentioned weather. So I suppose, yeah, you're right with different times of year. You need different levels of equipment. I suppose it goes back to what we said around, um, you know, about calf said there about keeping cold. If it does get warm, the warmer months are generally like September, early October. Also, the end of April going into May. That's on the Everest Base Camp trek. So it is warmer. Naturally, you're just going to be wearing less. Um, I, I'd still take the warmer stuff just in case. Because, it, you know, if, if it does, if the weather comes in and you walk in the base camp or you get some snow, because you can get snow anytime, um, then you're going to need that warm stuff. So I take it. Sometimes, though, like me and Dave, we generally just trek in a, in a base layer or, or a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In fact, almost all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, it, again, it's one of those personal things. So there's no specific recommendation, really, that we can give that will help, help everybody. Yeah. Um, the best way that I think you can find out is find out about yourself, you know, before you go to base camp, because the same yeah. rules apply wherever you are. So head out into the mountains on a hot day and see how you fare, you know, head yeah. out on a cold day and see how you fare. So it's just about getting out every weekend, learning about what works for you. 
Um, yeah. I know one of the guys there has asked, um, would we recommend trekking poles? Yeah. Um, now, I never used them for years and years and years, and I, I'm still not an, um, an everyday user of them. Um, but I do use them now when I'm going down steep hills and when I'm going up very steep hills. Yeah. Um, because they do make a difference. You know, I'm getting to that age now. I'm 37 in a month. You know, I haven't got left and right. So old, babe, so old. I know. I was saying, like, I stopped looking at my knees as left and right, and now there's good knee and bad knee. <laughs> you know, so um, and the, the poles, they, they will just add longevity. You may not feel like you need them now, but you yeah. may do in 10 years. If you start using the poles now, you'll never truly need them. You know, you'll just, you know, an everyday life will just be a lot easier. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer in the poles. and Yeah, me too. Me also, too. if you've got them and you're going up somewhere like Kalapatar or on Summit Day, You've always got something to lean on, you know. You dig them into your chest and lean over and catch your breath and stuff like that. So yeah, there's little little comforts that come with them. Yeah, I use poles, hundred percent. I never used to like Dave. Um, I used to have a hand free with my GoPro and and just use one. Now I use two kind of all the time, and it makes a difference. That I think it's proven as well that it reduces the stress on the knees, especially on the downhills. So if you've got a dodgy knee or you know you're not a big fan of the downhills, um, you know take two trekking poles. Yeah. If you don't want them, you can just pack them up and put them in your bag. Yeah. Um, but it's better to have them. I think um, also as well as a few questions around, um, you know, uh, photographers. Um, I think it was uh, Lewis McDonald. So you mentioned about uh, batteries and things. So on the Everest Base Camp Trek, let's start with that one. Um, there's plenty of places where you can charge your stuff if you've got big cameras, big batteries. Um, but, you know, it does cost extra. So, you know, do bear that in mind as additional cost. It does get more expensive as you get higher as well because of the more remoteness. Um, as Dave said, he does take power banks. They only charge things like mobiles, anything you can attach a USB to, really. Um, when it comes to Killy, because you're camping, uh, there's, there's nowhere really that you can actually plug anything in. We did come across, because um, we had James, who was, who was our photographer for the trip uh, a month ago, and there was in one of the huts, they did have electricity, but it's not always available. So I wouldn't rely on it. Yeah. Um, I'd take, you know, whether buy extra batteries or take an extra power bank just in case. Yeah. Like you said, Dave, I know you want to, don't want to be on your phone all the time, but it's good to have the option in case you need to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, let's face it. It's not just a phone, is it? You know, it's like, yeah. a, you know, it's your camera. It can be a diary. Um, you're using yeah. it all the time. <clears throat> and I just think I like the option. And yeah. uh, I'm one of those that I do like to stay connected. Um, you know, I do like to sort of be able to send messages back home and stuff like that and um, find out what's going on. And, you know, and um, it depends really on sort of where your mind's at. But I, I, always, I always like the option to stay connected. I think if I'm ever in a place where I've got no option but to sort of go incommunicado, yeah, uh, it annoys me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the power bank says I use the anchor. I just looked for it then, but it's buried under the clothes. I use the <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Andy has uh, asked as well about um, insulated mugs, you know, flasks and stuff. We do recommend to bring one um, on, on our list. So if you bring one, I think uh, Nick's also mentioned it. A couple of people have mentioned it as well, uh, Justin. Um, you can, you know, if you get hot water in the evenings, which you can, um, especially on the, the Everest Base Camp Trek, and then you keep that in your, um, you know, careful with the heat because it can get bloody hot. But, you know, if you put it inside a sock or something, um, then it keeps you warm in the night. By the morning then, it's, it's good to go yeah. to drink. Also, um, uh, yeah. Mark Skinner has asked, which travel plug do you recommend? I've read that most on Amazon don't work in the tea houses. Um, yeah, so in Kathmandu yeah. and in some places in the lodge, a UK plug will work anyway. Um, a lot of yes. them do fit. But 
There's two answers. One is buy the adapter in Kathmandu. They're in every shop. They're these little gray rain things and they're yeah. nothing. You know, they're like 15p. Um, but to be honest, if you get power banks, you may never need to use them. Um, so I've, um, you know, over there, like, you know, like I said, power banks, the one I buy is about 50 pound on Amazon. If yeah. you have a prime day, you can get it for 30. And just gradually, you know, if you've got a year to go, get two. And that'll last you the entire trip. So you never yeah. need a plug. You know, so um, honestly, I'm a big believer in power banks. Um, <coughs> excuse me, it's not Corona. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's a good job you're over there. Yeah, the only thing I will say about power banks is um, you have to take them in your hand luggage. If you leave them in the hold luggage, yeah. you will arrive in Kathmandu and your bag will still be in Doha or <laughs> wherever it is because um, yeah. they'll pull it out and they'll they'll take them out. So, yeah, all power banks and stuff, keep them on you. And again, put them in your pockets, not your bag, because if they were your hand luggage, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, I know there's uh, just had a few questions about new trips. I know um, Lord James Ashley. I'm sure it's James, but uh, it's great to call yourself a Lord. <laughs> um, and Ian as well have asked about, um, you know, doing different sort of trips. It is um, like, for instance, just going back to some new trips, um, especially Tupcal, things like that. Killy. Um, we are looking at others like um, my Elbrus uh, on the border of Russia and Georgia. We are looking at um, putting that in place. It's kind of, um, it's been on the agenda that one for a while. Um, but like anything, we don't want to release a product until we we know it's 100. Yeah. percent um, You know, we know it's an Evertrek product. We we don't want to just send you out without it being uh, awesome. So yeah, um, with the other trips, do do again keep keep in touch with us. Um, we are sort of releasing trips um, as and when. Um, but you know, we, instead of releasing like 20 new trips, do we rather do the the big ones? Um, you know, we, we know that there's lots of adventures out there and you can go anywhere around the world, but you want to make sure they're up to our standard. Yeah. Which is why we kind of do take our time. And exactly. Ian made a good point there as well. Like obviously this year with all the, all the trips being uh, either rescheduled, especially in the spring, um, you know, the autumn's looking fine by the way, no issues, but we, none of us really know what's going to happen. So I think we all have to just um, wait and see with the autumn. Um, but it's sometimes, it's good to have uh, Ian mentioned about recovery, training. You know, if you can get out, you know, once we're all allowed to, yeah, um, get out the mountains. Go take yeah. on Ben Nevis. But Go also have a, look, um, have a look at Lee's video yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, he did. A, he gave a lot of really good information. I mean, that, I mean I'm mean, i trying now to sort of – because when you work all the time and when you're, yeah. sort of, you know, trekking is so far away, it's hard to sort of get the motivation to try and, you know, look after yourself and look after your kit and do all of this stuff but i think you know it's time to like i'm seizing this opportunity now where i'm trapped in my 70s boardroom um, <laughs> to, um yeah to read to, to look after myself and look after my kit you know so i've started training again i'm allowed out for an hour a day um on my own and i run and then i'm packing and unpacking all my kit making an itinerary of it all you know like, that might <laughs> yeah. nerdy, but making an itinerary of all the kit i have yeah is, my idea of a brilliant afternoon <laughs> well that's why we're here that's why we're here but um look i know we've gone through everything and, and sorry if we haven't answered every question um we will go through and just check if we've uh, because we want to respond to everyone um and as ever you know do email um email the inbox info at evertrek.co.uk yeah or just message us on this page uh, or uh, as, as we mentioned earlier jump onto the high altitude evertrekers facebook group um it's really good group everything's in there that's pretty much where all our community hang out so yeah. two thousand people are uh, ivertrekkers there and you know um 
yeah, Dave, it's been fun today. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, uh, to be honest, this is like probably my favourite Q and A that we've ever done. Yeah, um, I think we should do more just talking about kit because I don't. I, I think <laughs> a lot of people out there, evidently, that aren't bored by this. Um, but no, for myself, I just want to say um, thanks to everybody that tuned in, to all yeah. the guys that are in Kathmandu. I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah. yeah, we're hoping working hard to get you guys um, a flight. But other than that, in, enjoy the hotel and enjoy Kathmandu for whatever time you can. Um, and yeah, um, you know, check back on this video, get in touch with us for any kit lists and training yeah. plans. Um, and also check out the, uh, the podcast as well. <laughs> we do have an episode on equipment and sort of life hacks in the mountains and stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you are bored and you want to listen to mine and Andy's voice um, <laughs> even more. <laughs> yeah definitely uh well thanks dave mate it's been awesome good to see you yeah um i know it's it's weird because the uh the evertrek team are all working remotely at the moment so yeah see but it's actually nice to see dave on here um but yeah we'll be in touch and um we'll be back tomorrow uh tomorrow's one of my personal favorites uh because it's all around mindset um especially when you know we're all stuck in the house you know inside our own brains uh it's important to come out of this positively and you know sometimes as well it's just um, you know doing a few simple things can can make you pick you up a little bit yeah. um so yeah me and dave will be back tomorrow uh at same time midday uh so come back and we'll be talking a bit more uh, about mindset um a bit about goal setting uh, also as well just just about you know um what we're going to do going forward um you know because it's it's a bad time at the moment but you know we're not going anywhere um we're here uh, we, we like doing these lives um Dave's obviously got a lot to talk about regarding equipment <laughs> and everything else. Um, but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. So yeah, thanks guys. And, no, uh, thanks guys. Appreciate you joining well. us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye for Dave. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Now is the point where we should mute ourselves and talk like newsreaders. Well, you're still streaming, so <laughs> don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> right, see you in a bit, mate. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. Thank you.